0: Welcome to the Cosmic Mystic Podcast, the space for healers, coaches, and conscious leaders on a mission to elevate collective consciousness. I'm your host, Danny Simunis, a former Catholic disciple turned eclectic witch, guiding you through the realms of astrology, spirituality, and the quest to escape the matrix. It's time to unleash the mystic within. Let the transformation begin. Welcome back to the Cosmic Mystic Podcast. I am ready to dive into this episode topic. Let me just say, I am such a fan. <laughs> I'm going to fan girl on astrology and the moon and all that today. So grab a notebook, my friend, because we're going to talk about a whole lot in this episode all about Aquarius energy, and our full moon in Leo on February 24th, 2024. And yeah, before we get started, you know what time it is. It is our weekly check-in time. So my friend, let's take a quick moment to take a nice deep breath in, and release. Again, and release, and one more time. And as you release this time, I want you to connect in to your body and just allow your body to tell you how you're feeling right now. How are you feeling in this moment right now? So when I do that, I am feeling energetically drained. (laughs) I have been peopling today, let me just tell you, and I can feel that the tiredness of that is definitely um, really shows how I am an introvert, <laughs> even though my love's like, but you love hanging out with people. It's like, yes, I do. Being an introvert, I think I've said this before, does not mean that you don't like hanging out with people. It just means that it gets really tiring and you need to recoup by yourself. So I am feeling a little peopled out. <laughs> It's a little energetically draining, and I am also, like, it's also at the same time, I'm also feeling excited because there's some really good things happening. There's some really great things that are coming up into my awareness and things that I want to shift, and, you know, I said at the beginning of this year, my word of the year is simple, simplifies, simpler, simple all the versions of that. And I am starting to see how I can do that. So that is, um, that is how I'm feeling. I want to know how you're feeling. So remember to head on over to the Cosmic Mystic Podcast over on Instagram. And that handle is Cosmic Mystic Podcast. You can find it there. And there will be a link down in the description box, so or the show notes, so you can grab that over there. But let me know, go over to that post for this week and let me know how you're feeling. All right, our second question for our check in is what are we celebrating? So, in I, I think I kind of like started to already mention it, but. I am celebrating the idea of taking the pressure off of having to know all the things. And it. so this is an interesting celebration, right? It's not like something necessarily happened. And yet it's a realization that... I can allow change to happen, I can allow mm, to make new choices, and that is absolutely okay. (laughs) And it's part of this idea that came from, I think I've talked about this before, last year, at the end of the year. I received this message from the guardians of the Akashic Records, the masters, teachers, and loved ones, that the word experience, and so, you know, this last month, we, I shifted the experience of the New Moon Circle, it even has a new name, it's now just New Moon Circle, that happens every single month around the New Moon, and I created a new experience for that. Well, I also have, you know, a group coaching program uh, currently called Cosmic Alchemy, and it is getting another upgrade. <laughs> and so, for those of you that are in that program, look out because it's getting another upgrade. I've received so many insights because I've been feeling something's not quite right because i haven't not i haven't been wanting to talk about it i haven't been wanting to share it and i think for me so like i'm celebrating that that clarity is also coming through because i think i was trying so hard to make it like thinking that it had to stay a certain way or be a certain way and this idea of simplify has allowed me to be really like, what is it? You know, I took this um, this course on um, really getting the languaging down for what that program is because I currently, you know, I'm I want to move away from doing one on one uh, coaching and, you know, spiritual guidance and healing. Like I want to get away from doing so much of that because my friend, let me tell you, it can be, especially like I, it's like I can only take that so far, right? I can only meet with so many people in a day, in a week, in a month. And so in order for me to grow and create more flexibility for myself, the group, the group way, the group program, right? Is my next, you know, step. And so I have had a group my entire business. So the entire seven years that I've been in business, I've had group programs and I've never put, I think, as much energy as I'm now realizing I need to. It was like, oh, it's kind of there. But, you know, my one-on-one coaching just supports me, right? My one-on-one mentorship, like all of that supports the business uh, to run and myself, Right. And I'm like, okay, that's great. And I think because of that, I've kind of like rested on my laurels, so to speak, and have kind of had this group ideas. And, and they've been great. I know the ladies that have gone through it, like enjoy it. They love coming together. And the one part that I've absolutely loved is the sisterhood that gets created when there is a group of people. And, you know, there's, there's a lot to that. And so I've been looking for spaces for myself to enter, to do some of the things and the work that I want to do personally. And so I'm like, why not cre- recreate that? Cause I was like, Oh, do I have another program? Do I do this? Right. And the clarity has come through. Like, it's just, it's, it's very similar to what I already do. It's just shifting just a bit. And that little shift gonna be amazing. I can't wait to tell you what that looks like and how that's all gonna play out. So stay tuned because that is coming. Uh, my intention is to have that up and ready to go by April. So we'll see, <laughs> you'll see, but I'll keep you posted. That's what, that's what I'm celebrating. And then our final question, which is usually around what energy we are experiencing zodiacally, so astrologically. And so we're in Aquarius season. As why we're talking about Aquarius. Um, And I've been asking my clients this question, and I, I am loving the responses. So you'll remember last season, in Capricorn season, we asked about mastery. How are you the master, right? Because Capricorn definitely is striving to become the master at something. In Aquarius, though, as you'll learn in a bit, it is all about independence, freedom, uniqueness it's the rebel and so the question this month or this season is how are you or how did you allow yourself to be the rebel and or how did you shine your unique light so it's interesting as this is coming up for me in an in a in a a very interesting way. Let me just put it this way. Uh, When I thought about this question today and I'm like, hmm, where have I been the rebel? I am not. If you're on my email list, you probably saw my weekly reflection come out last last weekend that talked about the idea of how I am not a rebel. My love is a rebel. I am not a rebel. (laughs) I am a follow the rules kind of girl. So This idea for me is always really hard, and I struggle with it. And so, this, in one way, is is a little bit of my rebellion. As you'll see, that it's not that big of a rebellion. However, it is a way in which I honored my uniqueness, and so, and I honored myself. Let's just say. So, this past week, I attended an event at a local um, ice house. So for those of you that are not from Texas or the South, an ice house is like a bar grill, okay? I didn't know that. Yes, I grew up in California. We don't have ice houses, we have bars and grills. So very similar (laughs) to that idea. The, went to this ice house and, you know, so it has like that, you know, bar type food. And I did notice on there that they had, a uh, Beyond uh, Burger, Beyond Patties, right? I am uh, vegetarian, vegan, and so I say that, and I'll have to explain that, but here we go. So I guess you could uh, technically say I'm vegetarian. I don't eat meat, right? So uh, having a Beyond Meat option, oh my goodness, this, this is fantastic, I love it, because I don't eat regular meat, right? So, I order this patty melt, and I love patty melts, and I haven't had a patty melt in forever, and so I was super excited that they had a Beyond patty that I got to eat. And I was the only one in my little table, right, that ordered um, the, the Beyond option, right? And so, I get my food, and I start, like, eating it, and I there was just something that was like, I don't, I don't think this is beyond. And it's always hard for me because beyond tastes so good. (laughs) Like it's so close to what I remember of meat tasting like that I, I sometimes, I sometimes I'm like, is this really like this really not meat? Right. And so I like took a bite and I hadn't really like I took a couple bites but I hadn't really got to the meat yet right (laughs) literally meat and then I take this bite and I could immediately taste it in my mouth and in my body is like oh this this isn't beyond and so like I spit it out in my in my napkin and I looked at my love and I'm like this isn't beyond and he's like how do you know? And I'm like, I I just know, like I can tell. And so I, he was like, well, just take the meat out. And I'm like, yeah, right. I could do that. And so I, I took the meat out, but you know, the, the onion and, you know, it had some fried pickles on there. Like everything was connected <laughs> to this meat. So I, I, and I just sat there and I was like, you know, it was a, this was a, this was a pretty big event. Like there was a lot of people and the waitress was handling a bunch of people. And in the past, I probably would have just sat there and said, yeah, you know what? So be it. So be it. It is what it is. I'm just going to eat my bread and my French fries and drink my delicious drink and be done. And yet something within me was like, nope. Mm -mm. You deserve to have your beyond meat burger. (laughs) So I saw the girl and I got my plate and I walked on over and I was like, hi, this was supposed to be beyond. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. She immediately grabbed it from my hand. She's like, "I'll I'll get, I'll get this redone for you. Great. And I went back to my seat and she came back and she gave me my beyond and said, this, um, we are so sorry about that. This is, um, we've removed it from your bill. And I was like, wow, like you didn't have to do that. And yet, thank you. (laughs) Right. I receive. And so here, you know, here it is like, it's always something for me whenever I go anywhere and I, I don't like to be somebody that's fussing, because I see that, right, I feel, that's how it feels, right, it feels like I'm fussing over something, or I have to make this exception, like, hey, can you not add meat to this, like, I always, always, always have to do that wherever I eat out, which is why most of the time we eat at home, and yet, I do like to go out and have food, right, and I felt like, because of this season, as we're going to talk about in just a sec, it's... It has allowed me to express what I actually want and desire and not feel any weird way about it. Like, this is what it is. Yes, um, I am probably the only, you know, vegetarian or vegan here at this restaurant, probably that you've ever had, <laughs> maybe not, but you know what I mean, right? It's, it, especially here in, you know, I live in Central Texas, so... Hill Country, so you know Austin. Yes, I can go to Austin, and there are tons of places. As a matter of fact, going this weekend to go check out a nice vegan restaurant. I can't wait. I don't have to worry about anything that's on the menu. Trust me, it's my favorite thing to do every month. We go do it every single month, and yet, you know, being in and around, like I love where I live, I love this area, I love all the people that I get to be around and encounter and the friendships that I've made and yet that is like one thing that is always, you know, it's it's a little different, right? I'm a little different and in the past I have been so afraid to be that, especially with being, you know, vegan and right now I really don't care, <laughs> Right now I'm like great like this is who I am this is what I want this is what I desire and I don't really care and and I don't mean that in a bad way but I don't really care if things that I'm asking for are a little bit out of the norm like because I deserve this so I am enough my friend and so are you so let me know don't forget to go head on over to Instagram Go to Cosmic Mystic Podcast and go to our check-in post and let me know your thoughts here. Do your weekly check-in. How are you feeling right now? What are you celebrating? And how were you the rebel or how did you honor your unique light? All right, my friend, let's dive into this week's topic. Okay, let's talk about Aquarius. So Aquarius energy or Aquarius season is when the sun is moving through the part of the sky that represents the constellation of Aquarius. So what is happening is our sun, right? That's how you can think of it. Is Our sun is reflecting that energy. And so every... Month, our sun moves through a different zodiac sign. So it goes through all 12 zodiac signs every single year. And so every month, right, it moves through a zodiac sign. So right now, right, it's switched from the earth energy of Capricorn into the air energy of Aquarius. So if you've been feeling like you know, kind of your thoughts are all over the place, or there's like tons of ideas coming through, or you're like, um, maybe you can't stay focused on something. This is all, a, this is all that air energy. Now, when our moon is moving through an air sign, oh my goodness, I'm not gonna get into that. But let's just say we have had that this past week, and I could not focus for anything. So Mostly the water signs and the earth signs feel this more. So our earth signs are Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. And our water signs being Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. So if you have, if your sun is in any of those zodiac signs or your moon or your rising sign are in any of those, you're probably feeling this a lot more. Now, if you're the opposite, if you're the fire sign or the air sign, you're like, welcome to my world. Yes, this is normal for you. You probably, you're like, yeah, this is what, yeah, I, I get distracted. Yep, I love to look at all the things and kind of, I probably have a million tabs open on my computer, right? Yeah, that is your energy and that is your style, right? So, Uh, air energy though in this particular so each air energy has a particular modality or way that it is expressed and for aquarius it is fixed it is a fixed sign so aquarius can get really really stuck on its ideas so you know taurus is known for being one of the stubborn zodiac signs But Aquarius, my friend, it is more of the logical type energy. So it's like, well, yeah, logically, this is right. (laughs) And so it will back up, right? It's point or it's belief with logic. So this is a very, very much a mental energy. So one of the things I'm going to recommend is this could be a time where you really need to work with the mental body, your mental aspect of yourself so that you can, you know, it can get over if it's overwhelmed, right? My my mental body right now is like exhausted where I'm having to take a lot of notes and make a lot of lists and really lean into the systems that I have for like to-dos, which is all in Notion, which I love. And so it's like that kind of idea, right? It's like I need to give my mental body a break by not having to hold all the things. And so it goes into a place, right? The other thing that this energy is, is it's ruled by the planet Uranus. And so in the forecast, if you've been listening to the forecasts, they, I've talked a lot about Uranus this month because Uranus is playing a big role with like our sun um, in particular. And so this Uranus energy is very much the rebellion. It uh, seeks freedom, independence, and it's also rules over technology, which I've, you know, been hearing some technology mix-ups here and there with different things over the past, um, this past week. And I'm like, yep, that's that, you know, that's that connection. We don't just have to be in a Mercury retrograde (laughs) to experience, um, you know, technology, Upsets. So we have this this energy. So with lots of ideas coming through that really I don't give a af right. Um, seeking freedom or independence, and some of the other things that Aquarius kind of rules over, or the energy that we'll see kind of popping up right now, is communities. And so that might be you seeking new communities. That might be you diving in to community or to your communities. This could also be uh, finding a group that is, you know, for a cause or belief that you have. And so, you know, wanting to also fight for the underdog, right, type energy. It's it's definitely Aquarius is the humanitarian. And so it definitely is wanting to... Um, connect with people, support people. Although Aquarius knows how to be separate from the group where we might see like cancer energy or Libra energy that wants to be more connected to group, more connected to people and can come like all consuming in many ways when not managed right. Aquarius is like, no, I'm part of the group, um, but the group doesn't consume me, right? It easily can detach. That's one of the beautiful things about Aquarius energy is it can detach so beautifully from emotion and bring in logic. So I know as somebody who is more of a emotional energy, I'm a Cancer Moon, so there's a lot of emotion that I tend to have. And when my emotions overrun me or even when I'm sitting with emotion, a particular emotion for that matter, or emotions, I will notice that the minute that I kind of allow myself to feel whatever that is and and however it wants to come through, release, when I start to bring logic in is where I can move forward. And so Aquarius is really good at being able to do that. So even if you are, you know, um, a sign that isn't Aquarius, like you can use this season, this time to tune into that, to say, hmm, where can I bring in the logic in this? Like if you're getting overwhelmed by something, it's like, what's the logical thing here, right? Where's the logic here? Now, here is some ideas of how, because here my biggest thing with working with astrology is we work with astrology. Astrology is, we're not at battle with astrology. We're not saying that, okay, this is what is happening, so this just has to be how it is, right? I definitely don't subscribe to that ideology in any way. I look at it as, here are areas of my life that this zodiac sign is representing or supporting for me, and where could I make some improvements? Where do I need to become more aware of the things that are happening, right? in my life. And so, you know, if you're somebody who is into self-awareness, personal development, personal growth, yep, yeah, you you probably are because you're listening to this podcast. This is where I love astrology because it gives us every single month an area of our life to look at. An area of our life to get insights into, to become aware of the habits, the patterns, the loops, the challenges, the struggles, the strengths, the opportunities that we have in this area of our life or areas of our life. And so with Aquarius, this is where we get to look at our rebellion energy. Where are we the rebel? And, you know, I'm somebody who's going to dive deeper, right? So we're not just looking at like, oh, I'm just the, I want to be the rebel. I'm going to go against what everybody else is doing because I'm the rebel. <laughs> it's also, how am I being the rebel? Am I being the rebel just to be the rebel? Am I am I choosing to be rebellious because... I want to be rebellious? Am I choosing rebellion because I'm avoiding something else? Or on the flip side, right? Am I not being rebellious? Am I just following everything? Am I just following, you know, for, for as I said, I am not someone who is super rebellious, right? I'm very much like, follow the rules. And yet my love (laughs) love him he has helped me see how to kind of step out of the line right i also you you heard the interview with sandra montour one of my um, amazing friends and fellow healer and practitioner and you know she is very much the rebel as well, and so you know with her influence and her being in my life these past few years, and my love, uh, we're um, we're um, we're, a month, we're probably about a month. I think we're a month away. Wow, we're a month away from eleven years uh, together, and he, they have taught me that it's actually okay <laughs> to be the rebel, (laughs) to rebel against things, to think differently, to not worry about what other people are thinking or being or acting, right? And so this time, we can look at that. And I'm going to invite you, my friend, to look at that. I'm also going to invite you to look at the independence and freedom See the I'm a bit I, I've said this before and I'm gonna come back to it over and over and over again because I I this is how I live my life is I will look at words like independence and freedom and maybe this is how maybe you know what um hello insight for Danny right here I think this is how I probably rebel or this is how I am maybe unique maybe I'm not unique but. How I rebel against the dictionary (laughs) because we're taught, you know, independence means this or freedom means this. And yet there are certain ways that those words are interpreted for us and even more so interpreted in this season of our life. Because independence to me at 21 or even 18 is so much different than independence for me at 40, what am I, 44? <laughs> so much difference. And even in this current, this current, current season, right? So within this realm of 44, with where I am in my life and what I am doing, like independence means something different the same thing with freedom freedom in i would say freedom even two years ago versus freedom now is completely changed you know i would invite you to look at these two words freedom and independence and ask yourself what how do i define freedom what does freedom mean to me what does independence mean to me and then take it a step further what does it mean to me right now in this season of my life like what does that look like and am I honoring it so I'm gonna go a little deeper am I honoring it and if not why why am I not honoring that right now Because my friend, it's really easy for us to say like, oh yeah, I'm independent and I have freedom. I will say there are areas of my life that I have freedom and there are also areas of my life that I don't have freedom. I'm going to, I'll be, I'll be real honest right here. In the area of health, I have no freedom. I have no freedom in that. Although I'd like to think I do, I don't. Because I have habits, patterns, and loops that are running in the background every single day, every single time I make a choice to eat something that is probably not the best thing for my body. And so, although I'd love to say, oh yeah, I've got freedom. I've got freedom in all areas of my life. Look at me. I don't. So, I'm going to invite you. This is the beauty. <laughs> this is the beauty, my friend, of using the seasons, okay, in astrology, the seasons, to focus on an aspect of your life that may not be, maybe serving you, may not be, but to dive deeper and see. See what? See why. Now, you can also take this idea of freedom and independence. Now, I looked at it right now, and I just gave you that example of health. But where's the freedom and independence in your relationships? Where's the freedom and independence in your business or your career? Where's the freedom and independence in your family? How are you cultivating that or creating that? You know, you can look at the will of life, right? The different eight categories, fun and recreation. Where's the freedom and independence in that for you? So you can do that, my friend. You can look at it however you want. (laughs) I'm giving you ideas. I hope you understand that. Giving you ideas. I'm giving you thoughts. I'm giving you a way for you to use and work with this energy, It's one thing to hear me say, oh, it's an air energy, and it's fixed, and it's ruled by Uranus, and it focuses on these themes." It's a whole other thing when you stop and you become self-aware of how this energy is influencing you in your life right now, and then taking the time to make a change. All right let's talk about one other thing around Aquarius which is something you'll probably hear me talk about more which I'm ex- super excited about and that is how to work with this energy in your business because I work a lot with healers coaches and conscious leaders and a lot of the time we're talking about their themselves right how the, how this energy is showing up in their life and we're also looking at this in our business what are the different things that we can look at that we can work on that just like we do in our life and become self-aware that we can bring into consciousness around this aquarius energy so let's let's take that and if we were to look at if we were to look at a business uh will so to speak okay so a will of business <laughs> And the different categories in business might be, um, maybe there's leads, maybe it's referrals, maybe it's um, social media or marketing, right? Bring that branch of that into a big one, marketing. Um, And so we look at the different aspects. I only named a few, but the different aspects of business. And you can look at this as well and say, hmm, where do I have freedom in my business? Where do I have freedom with my money? Where do I have freedom in my referrals or freedom in you know how people are coming to know my work? Maybe social media. Am I allowing myself to be free in posting or am I feeling like I have to be super rigid with what that looks like because so-and-so said that I have to post this many times a day or it has to look like this, right? Where are we allowing that freedom and creativity to even flow through our business. Now, my favorite thing to look at in our business for Aquarius season is two things. Number 1 is how am I unique? How is my business unique? How is it different? How am I different than all the other astrologers out there? All the other healers out there, all the other coaches out there, all the other, you know, business coaches out there. How am I different? How am I unique? What do I bring to the table? And it was interesting because I was at a... Uh, networking event for the Connected Soul Network. I will put a link in the show notes for you to go check it out. It's run by my good friend, Jennifer Hart. Um, so you can go to jenniferhart.com and you'll see more information about the Connected Soul Network. But it's a network for people who are on a personal growth journey, um, spirituality. And so there's guides and there's um, explorers. You know, guides are somebody who are you know, fellow, my fellow healers, practitioners, and coaches, or who work or who are spiritual and support, um, you know, people like healers, coaches, and conscious leaders. <laughs> and then there's the explorers who are people who are on a personal development journey, who are on a spiritual journey. And so obviously, right, great community for me to be in. And we had this social event, it's called the Soul Shul uh, Circle, and it happens once a month. And we were, you know, we were connecting right because that's what it's all about. It's about connecting and as I was sharing something it came through one of the ways that I'm very different than other astrologers well number one I talk about sidereal astrology <laughs> I don't talk about tropical I don't talk about Vedic I talk about sidereal astrology which is quite different <laughs> Than most other astrologers you'll see out there, which a lot of a lot of you have already like messaged me and told me like, I'm so glad you talk about sidereal astrology because it's so hard to find people. I'm like, I know, which is, was my biggest struggle when I was first diving into sidereal. And then number two is I am an optimist. I see things from a positive lens and as opportunities to, you know, Um, use the energies in a positive way and I think a lot of I hear so I don't really I don't listen actually I stopped listening to astrologers like other astrologers probably five years ago I stopped listening like I started to listen to them and then I started to do my own stuff I got into sidereal astrology and I completely stopped listening to all astrology because I didn't want it to influence me and so I, I don't really know like I can vaguely remember but I don't really know what they're talking about or how they're saying things but I hear all the time that it's like oh yours is so uplifting like your forecasts are so uplifting they're empowering I love listening to them because you're not all doom and gloom and I'm like well yeah, like, why would it be all doom and gloom? Like, these are all opportunities. Remember, everything is working in our favor. Everything is working for us, not against us. So, of course, <laughs> right? of course, um, I'm going to be the optimist. So, that those are, you know, one of the main things is, first off, I talk about sidereal. Number two, I'm an optimistic astrologer, right? I'm very optimistic. And I would say number three is I take it... a a bit deeper. I I don't remember and again it's been a while, but I don't remember a lot of astrologers and maybe it's just I didn't find them, I don't know, but taking it deeper, not just talking about the energy but like really helping you apply it deeper into the idea of self-awareness and self-mastery and personal growth. And and using it in spiritual practices, whether you are religious or whether you, you know, don't you know, follow any religion in particular, like me, like whatever that is, right? But becoming more in tune with that. So how are you, my friend, unique? How do you, how are you different than other people in the work that you do? And even if you do work in a nine to five, like how are you different than the other employees or the other leaders or managers or whatever it is that you do? Now, The second thing that you can focus on in your business is community. Now, whether, now this is twofold, right? Because community is the communities that we are in, that we are part of. Like I mentioned, the Connected Soul Network, that's a community that I am part of, right? I go there to support the community, but also to get nourished by the community, right? And then there are communities that you have, that you create. Now, whether that is a community within your business, right? Like I have the Enlightened Soul Circles. So the Enlightened Soul Circles is um, currently a free community on Facebook that I co-run with Sandra Montour. And so, you know, that is that is a community that we cultivate together. So there's the communities that I'm part of. And then there's the communities that I've created, So it's looking at how are those communities serving us? So are the communities that you're in right now, how are those serving you? Are those filling your cup? Are those inspiring you and motivating you and uplifting you? And then on the flip side, are they training you? Are they taking from you? Are they energetically clogging you? something just to notice because just because we're part of a community doesn't mean we have to stay in that community, right? We can leave it at any time, right? This is the time to evaluate that, right? We can use this season to look at it at, as a business owner or as a healer, as a practitioner, as a conscious leader, what communities am I in that are serving me? Now, the flip side with the communities that that I created, right? So the community maybe that you created and whether that's a community in your business, right? Or a community that you are in or that you've kind of created around you. So this might be more of like the friendships that you have, like your fellow, your fellow coaches and healers and practitioners, right, that are around you whether they're you're working with them or not but that those you know those people that you're around that you've cultivated for yourself how are those serving you how like i can look at the enlightened soul circles and like hmm how is this community working for me in my business in in connecting with people like and i get if i want to get super businessy on this right how is this community like how are people converting into the, you know, my offer offerings, my services, same thing with this podcast, right? We're creating a community here. And so I can also look at that now that I have the new podcast, the YouTube channel that has a community as well. And so it's like, how am I cultivating that community? And, you know, looking at that and like, I can also look at For one, how it's serving me personally, how it is serving the overall business and the goals that I have with the business, and also um, how how that community maybe wants to shift or change. I mentioned earlier in my celebration about how I'm seeing my group program, which is another community that I have, right? How that community It's ready to shift. And so I can look at the different during the season, right? I can look at where, what ideas do I have that I want to create this year to nurture my communities that I've cultivated, right? And also looking at how do I want to be nurtured by these other communities that I am part of, okay? So again, my friend, again, take a look, just evaluate what this is for you. Okay, all right, I think... I've covered all the things <laughs> that I wanted to talk about around Aquarius. I hope you enjoyed that. I really felt like I needed to kind of break that energy down. And if you liked that, let me know. Uh, shoot me a DM over on the Cosmic Mystic Podcast on Instagram. So you can go to Cosmic Mystic Podcast over on Instagram and send me a DM. I'd love. I I'm in the I'm the person who responds and posts all those things. So um, send me a DM. And if you are, uh, if you're if you're catching this on YouTube, there's you know co- you can comment, so you can also send a comment, um or post a comment. Yeah, that's right, post a comment <laughs> down there and let me know if you enjoyed like kind of diving into these energies. And if so, if you like it, then we'll keep doing it because it feels felt really good to do it. I can say that. Okay, let's talk about the second thing, which I can't believe we're already at forty five minutes. let's talk about the full moon in Leo. Okay. So what is the full moon in, in, what is full moon energy? So just really quick, the full moon energy is a part of the lunar cycle. So its role in the lunar cycle is generally speaking, we see, I say generally because it depends, but generally speaking, we see the full moon happen two weeks after the new moon. Okay, so the beginning of the lunar cycle is at new moon and the entire cycle goes all the way till the next new moon. Now there's like waning and waxing periods. There's, you know, first quarter and last quarter. There's all these different parts of the lunar cycle in between. But if we just look at the new moon, which is where we set our intentions for this cycle, you can think of it like the new month and then the full moon is like that halfway point it's the it's the time where we do two things we celebrate what has what we've been able to do since setting our new moon intention like how we've worked towards those goals and also for us to evaluate and let go any of the hesitations any of the expectations any of the patterns or habits that are not going to serve us in really moving through completion of this intention okay so each full moon has its own unique energy and so we start with the new moon and in this particular case our new moon was in capricorn and then we're moving into our full moon which happens to be in leo now a full moon is again it's when the sun and the moon are on opposite sides of the sky. And so these energies are opposing each other. So Aquarius is, you know, very much about independence, individuality. It is about, you know, um, being different and unique and honoring that. Yet Aquarius One thing I didn't say was it likes to kind of sit in the background. (laughs) It doesn't necessarily need spotlight. It's like, eh, I'm good, right? I don't don't need to necessarily have all of that attention, okay? Now, the opposite sign to Aquarius is Leo, which is why our full moon is in Leo. Leo energy, if you know Leo, because we all know Leo, (laughs) is about definitely being in the spotlight. It's about being the leader. It is about the one that is moving things forward. It is super playful and creative and really like, you know, it's that inner child energy. And so it's also ruled by our son. And so it is the center of attention, right? We know Leo's, right? Leo is the center of attention. And so they're two very different ideas where leo wants to be seen and counted and like heard where aquarius is like okay what's good for the greater group what is good for the collective right so this full moon we can look at a couple of different things so we have some you know influences so we just have if we just look at that we can look at How or or what ways am I in my intention for new moon, right? Whatever that intention was, in what ways can I allow myself, right, to be the leader? How, whatever, whatever depending on what your intention is, right? How can I be the leader or how can I stand out more, right, with this? Or where can I release the energy that might be blocking me (laughs) from that? Okay. So just with that, if we just look at the full moon being that opposition between Aquarius and Leo, we can also now take it a step further and look at how is this moon being influenced? Because it's not just that the moon is in Leo, it's that it's also connecting to some other planets. And in this case, this particular full moon in Leo is different than the last full moon in Leo. This one has a opposition to Saturn and Mercury, because our Sun is currently conjunct, or it's hanging out with Saturn and Mercury. So there's this feeling, or this idea, right with Saturn, of that responsibility of that like, oh, having these burdens. And Mercury, right, having all of these ideas and thoughts. And so this is like kind of amplified here, with this idea of wanting to be free and independent and have fun. So these energies, right, are filming, are opposing each other. They're against each other in a way. Now we can use this energy. And one of the things you might notice is the responsibilities. Like, oh, I have all of these responsibilities, these things that I have to take care of. And I just want to be free, I just want some freedom in my schedule and my time and what I do and how I do it. You might be looking at that. You might also now, because you've noticed like, oh, I can't do this. You might start feeling sorry for yourself, right? Oh, never going to get anywhere. I'm never going to be able to do this. And another thing is that you might realize that you're not actually expressing your needs and desires. Now, one of the things because of the Mercury and Saturn conjunction with the sun is we may realize that what we actually desire is not even being expressed. And there's two things in here. First off, a lot of people say, well, I don't know. I don't know, Danny. I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what my heart desires. And I have a firm belief that you absolutely know. Now, there's probably some limiting beliefs around there. There's some ideas that you might have around it, but you absolutely know what you want, right? And I hear this a lot is like when I'm talking to clients is I will hear them say things like, well, you know, she didn't under or she didn't know that, or, or like she was, I, I got so frustrated because she didn't do this, or, you know, he didn't do that, or he said this, right, and this idea, like when I, when I, like when we peel that back, a lot of the time, I, I will ask, so I'm like, oh, did you, um, how did she know that you wanted her to do that, and then I get like silence, <laughs> oh, right, we didn't express that we needed them to do that for us, right? I know this happened a lot when the now almost 19-year-old was about 11, 12. She would, um, you know, there would, there would be the, you know, we've got chores, right, that you gotta do around the house, that responsibility thing. And I would get so frustrated because I would ask her to do the dishes, my clients have heard the story. <laughs> I would ask her to do the dishes and she wouldn't do them. And so I would get frustrated the next morning when I saw the dishes in the sink and they weren't done. And here we are running off to school and they're not done. <laughs> then I realized, okay, I need to tell her <laughs> a little bit more, right? And so I would tell her like, okay, because she's not, she wasn't somebody who, and probably this is most teenagers, right? They're not going to do it on our time. They're going to do it on their time. Unless we tell them a time that we want to do it. Now, I'm not somebody that's like, you got to do it right now, right? I Trust me, my, my, I did channel my father for a bit and I learned that that, that wasn't going to work. And so I would say, okay, before you go to bed, <laughs> like just need you to make sure. Well, actually what I first did was like, before we, you go to school, <laughs> I need the, dish- the dishes to be done. That didn't work very well because then it was like right, like as we were supposed to leave for school and she's like having to do the dishes and now we're running late and that was a whole thing. So then I moved it into before you go to bed, <laughs> I need you to do the dishes, right? And so I expressed what I needed because what happened was like how that all came about was because I was getting frustrated that like I cooked, the- I went to the store and got all the food. I cooked the dinner and then like, I hate doing dishes first off. And then I hear I had to go and cook, you know, like do the dishes too. And so I'm like, so I finally expressed the need of like, I need some support guys. Like I need some help. And so, you know, she started helping in the kitchen, um, just cooking the food. Right. So she could learn. That was another right. Also skill, learn some skills here, learning how to cook food and then also cleaning up. Right. That other idea. So once I did that, like, and she started like, like doing the dishes, like, oh, I don't know. I wasn't getting all frustrated anymore. You know, I wasn't mad at the end of the day or the next morning when like the dishes, you know, were in the sink. It's like, okay, she's going to take care of them, right? Well, then it turned into like, oh my God, it's two days now. The dishes aren't done. And yeah, that didn't work. So, right, I had to then change that and express that I needed that sooner. I needed it done before you go to bed. And granted, she's laid out like her father that she would... You know, be up at like two, three o'clock in the morning doing the dishes. But hey, they were done. What can I say? So where are you not expressing your needs, my friend? This, this theme is releasing those ideas of, you know, they should know. (laughs) They should know. They should know. Because no, they're not mind readers. I'm sorry. I don't care how intuitive you are. You are not a mind reader. You do not know. (laughs) So, where are you not express- expressing your needs? Okay. So, I have a full moon ritual that I want to share with you and I'll I'm going to actually I will put together I will have a download for you that you can um you can opt in so the you'll see like a link in the show notes and in the description uh, to download this reflection um, and this like ritual all together, but I'm going to walk you through this ritual that is a pretty easy ritual to do. And it's also pretty straightforward <laughs> um, and is also really eye-opening. So here's like any, I, I, I want to say this really quick right here, is any ritual you do can be as um, simple or as convoluted as you desire. I will say this, whenever you're doing a ritual you start with the easiest way to do that ritual and then you add in other elements and if you guys want me to talk about like rituals and things like that let me know i would love to talk about that um because there's rituals that you can do for anything from life to business relationships money all the things um so if you want to know some of those let me know but for this full moon ritual um there's a couple of things I'm just going to say with that we're going to do. Number one, so there's like three steps, okay? Number one is preparing you and your space. And what I, again, this is so simple, right? Preparing you and your space. Number two is the self-awareness, okay? Number two, self-awareness. And then number three is going to be the release, okay? So setting yourself and your space up number two uh, self-awareness and then number three releasing okay those three things that is all this this ritual is okay that's all I want to tell you that right now it's all it is now you can add so much more to that I'm gonna keep it as simple as I can but you can add so much more to that where this becomes maybe this right now how I just described it is maybe it can be done in like I don't know less than 10 minutes maybe less maybe five minutes if you're if you're really quick or this could be an hour. This could be two hours, right? Like it could be a long process if you want it to be. Okay. So first up, number one I said was preparing yourself in your space. It is really important whenever you're doing a ritual to prepare yourself in your space. And so what I mean by that is set up sacred space. Set up sacred space externally, your environment, and then internally yourself. Okay. So That might be taking some sage and clearing the energy in your space or some incense of some sort, a diffuser with some oils like lemon, lemongrass, tea tree are all really good cleansers uh, for your space. So you could just put that on to clear your space. Uh, Clearing your space or setting up the sacred space can also be clearing the space, meaning like getting rid of the clutter, sweeping the floor. Again, this is how I said it can be as simple or convoluted as you want. And your space can be anywhere, my friend. It doesn't have to be in this beautiful meditation space. It can be at your desk. <laughs> okay. It doesn't have to it can be on your couch. It doesn't have to be in this really crazy space. Okay. Number, number two, now preparing yourself, right? So the second part of that, preparing yourself. Preparing yourself is clearing your energy. So whether that is um, using the sage or using selenite uh, essential oils, I use lemongrass and tea tree, lemongrass on my crown and tea trees on the inside of my wrist. Those are my top, that's my top way of clearing my energy. And now I'm going to give you another beautiful way that you can do that. And that is using the moon to cleanse your aura. So whether you are in the energy of the moon, meaning like you can see the moon (laughs) or you just know that the moon is out there because sometimes you write, you can't like get out to see the moon, whatever, however that is like you call in, right? You imagine, you sense, you feel the moon coming in, that moon energy, this full moon coming in and just feeling your aura, your energy, your chakras, right? With its energy of releasing, especially on this full moon, right? We can release all that is not serving us, all that has been stuck in our aura, okay? So we cleanse, we, we um, prepare ourselves. This can also be some deep breathing. This can be um, like grounding in, however you like to ground your energy. This can also be a meditation, whether you listen to a meditation or you just sit in meditation. However, again, my friend, you do you. I'm just giving you a kind of a framework here. Now, the second thing we said was reflection or self-awareness. So I have this full moon reflection and I'm going to read you the questions. And then again, this will all be available for you to download. So the first question is, what are the main emotions I've been experiencing coming up to this full moon? What are the main emotions I've been experiencing coming up to this full moon? And then since our last new moon, what has shifted for me? Again, this is right. This is reflection and self-awareness. Number three is what has moved me towards the intention that I set on the new moon? And then what has stood in the way or maybe felt difficult during this period? Okay. So then we can ask. So those are the first like four questions. Then we can sit and ask. What is this full moon, right? This energy, like I just talked about. What is this full moon shining a light on for me? What is this full moon shining a light on for me? And then we've got three actions that you're going to take to help release the things that are in your way. Three actions that you're going to do to help release the things that are in your way. And then if you want to create an affirmation around this to help support that release or to help support the action you're going to take, you can create an an affirmation or a couple of affirmations, whatever feels right for you. And then any final guidance or wisdom or things that you feel called to write down. Because as you're doing this, there might be things that you're called to or that come up that you want to write down. Now, the last thing, which is the release, So when you have been, when you were writing like this full moon is shining a light on these things and we become aware of the actions that we're gonna take, we can also sit here, and you've probably heard this before, but write down those things that you're ready to release. Now, whether you highlight them on your page or whether you actually write little strips of paper, right? you take them and then you release them now there's a million different ways that you can do that Um, most popular right you'll probably hear on a full full moon is a fire ceremony now fire ceremonies are beautiful and they're great and absolutely i do them i've done them i've done them in group settings like they're great i highly recommend them and it's just taking that piece of paper and being intentional so it's not just throwing it in there but allowing it to release and so again we can get as complicated and convoluted as we want or as simple You can take that and, you know, put it against your third eye, put it against your heart, put it against your throat, your solar plexus, any of the chakras or part of your body where you feel this thing that needs to be released and you can place it there and you can have a conversation with it and then release it into the fire. Or you can simply acknowledge it and release it into the fire (laughs) or you don't even have to do any of that. You can just say, I release you. You can read it and just say, I release you. And you don't have to do any fire ceremony at all. Whatever, again, my friend, there's just the release. So again, three steps. You set up the sacred space for your environment and yourself. Number two, you do the reflection and self-awareness. And number three, you release it. All right, my friend, I hope you have enjoyed this episode as much as I have. Uh, Make sure that you... Do your check-in over on Instagram at Cosmic Mystic Podcast. And uh, if you would love, if you loved this episode, if you enjoyed it, if you are digging the, the, the podcast, I'm going to invite you to go over to Apple because that is actually where this you know things count. <laughs> we go over. Um, but if you want to put it on Spotify or anywhere else, feel free to do that too. If you want to go ahead and go over and leave a review leave a review and let me know how you're enjoying this podcast so that other people can find the podcast and get this information because I know you probably know somebody who needs to hear this just as much as you did so feel free to share it with a friend with your daughters with your cousins with your sisters with your aunts, whatever it might be